0: Welcome to of Coast to Coast. I'm today's host, Chris, with my lovely co-host, Kevin. Hello. Uh, Gav isn't here this week. Uh, He's tending to some family issues. Last week, we had the band back together. It was awesome. And we were talking about off-specs and tips for upkeep. So uh, if you're looking at an off-spec, last week was a good time to listen. This week, we're breaking off from our standard Warcraft and Blizzard news. Uh, We're talking about Destiny 2 and the possible future of integration with other non-Blizzard titles, like possibly Call of Duty, stuff like that, into the Blizzard launcher. How this topic's going to turn out? No idea, not a clue, but we're going to go with it. Okay, so with that, grab your dicks, double-click for Aswell Coast to Coast, and we're going to jump right into the show. Kevin,
1: how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How you doing, Chris?
0: I'm very, very well, thank you. Uh, I saw Spider Man today. I was very happy. That was a lot of fun. Oh, cool! It's a really was good film. It's a it's a solid Excellent. film. Um, the one thing I was really concerned about was Aunt May. Was she going to play the sexy Aunt May, or was she just going to be Aunt May? I can confirm she <laughs> was just Aunt May. She was huh. brilliant. It was she was uh, honestly solid film. I give it a nine out of ten. I loved it. Couple of little issues. CGI wasn't great, but other than that, solid film.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm interested to go see it. It's a very good film. I would highly recommend it. Um, anyway, in gaming, what have we been doing? Go, go for it. What have you been doing this week? Uh, so this week we had our raiding summer league, is what I'm dubbing it. Um, lots of <laughs> okay. people on vacation. Um. So we did get through most of the normal Tumasar Garas raid. We got kill Jaden down the 15%. It was our best attempt ever. Nice. So I was really pleased about that. Um but yeah, we almost got there and we went into heroic and killed the first boss in heroic, which was cool, nice. but it was kind of a it was kind of iffy. Uh, we barely okay. <laughs> barely got it down. So that's why we went back to kill Jaden and tried to get him down and it just didn't didn't pan out for us but we got really really far and we got past um the phase where the lights turn off i forget I when that one's i have
0: a question for that phase the second yeah. th- th- that's the second
1: intermission phase um
0: did you guys utilize hunter track humanoid because you can find them right away with that
1: i think we tried to i know, I know that the, we had all intents and purposes to do that um i just don't i don't know if we did or actually i don't even know if we had a hunter this time around Okay, because so, I'm I'm hmm. I, I'm our guild's hunter
0: and I've got track humanoid on for that entire fight just to make sure we can find him the second that phase hits. It speeds that phase up so much having uh, the hunters because druids yeah. have a track humanoid. Feral druids do, but it doesn't work for some reason. The hunter one does and it is so helpful in that phase. Hmm.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll have some hunters back after uh, the summer league is over and we'll try to get through that quicker and beat the boss. Fifteen percent is good. Fifteen percent is good. You, I have no
0: doubt you guys will get them down.
1: Yep. What else you done? Um, know? I also, I also was playing some Borderlands Two, which has been my secondary addiction, uh, other than WoW mm-hmm. recently. Um, finally beat that game on normal mode and started going through on the harder mode. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, really fun game. Really liked it. I like the loot drops. It's cool. Good. Good. Yeah. Anything else? Not too much, nope. What about you?
0: Oh, uh, so we did our Tumasar Garrus raid on Thursday. We cleared uh, normal, so killed all the way through to Kill Jaden. So we started at 7 We were, Kill Jaden was down by nine o'clock. Nice. Um, and then we jumped in, killed three on heroic, and called it early for the night because by the time we killed the trash going down to um, Nashatar or whatever her name is, the Naga bitch. Um, we would have just like be calling it anyway, so we called it there. She's progression for us, so we're going to be progressing on her th- Monday, uh, not Monday Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I got my four sets, so I'm happy. My got my four, oh. four sets, four so I'm happy. Um, what That's else fun. did I do? Uh, Diablo three seasons kicked off. Se- the seasonal kicked off on Thursday. So yesterday I leveled up a Necromancer. Absolutely loving the Necromancer. It is stupid levels of fun. I've never actually wanted to play Diablo as much as I do right now. It's just, it's a fresh, um, excuse me, choked on my own saliva there. Um, it's a breath of fresh air. It's just really, the animations on the Necromancer are just stunning. It is such a visual Roller coaster when you're playing a necromancer, absolutely love
1: it. Nice.
0: Um, and I've been playing more D and am I'm t- I'm going full mega nerd. Uh, I've got a group that's going to be starting up in three weeks' time. Uh, to do D and D in real life, and we do our D and D sessions on Monday, uh, online. And I almost died. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> Like I had, I had failed. I, I so we, I walked into this room without checking for traps, without checking for anyone was next door, and I just got like ten spears straight to the chest, and it insta knocked me out. So insta unconscious. I failed two of my three death saving throws, and thankfully I rolled a, na- a natural twenty on my third one. And that brought me back to one health, so I didn't die, but I almost, I was, if I rolled less than a 10 on that third one, that character was gone. I'd have to start a new character. So
1: thankfully I rolled that nat 20. (laughs) So next time you'll be more careful when you walk into a room.
0: Next time I will be rolling all the perception checks and investigation checks just to make sure that doesn't happen again.
1: because that, that sounds like a major fuck up if you it walk into a room massive. and ten spears come to your chest
0: it was a massive fuck up but it was fun as shit um, uh, obviously Gav's not here uh, sadly he did have an unfortunate uh, farming equipment accident uh, and he lost a pinky so hopefully that grows back by next week Um uh, no, am not sure but we'll find out
1: hope so, your pinky's doing okay Gav
0: yeah me too uh, so let's move on to listener feedback Uh, do we have any emails kevin
1: there were no emails this week you can email us at azerothctc at gmail.com come
0: on people tell us we suck that's all we want yeah (laughs) um i do before we go into any of the other ones i want to say a massive thank you to roll from realm maintenance and rolling restart he, we were featured on real maintenance this week um so he interviewed us uh saturday just after we recorded the last episode and it was so much fun ro is great i love as we just sitting down and talking to ro he is so chill it's, it was a lot of fun
1: wasn't it ro is a professional let me tell you this i had a massive burp <laughs> during the recording all right and, uh, I, I muted Zencaster, but I didn't mute my mic and Ro just kept going. He rolled right through it. Like it didn't even happen. He was talking at the time. Um, yeah, complete pro.
0: I had Ro's to mute guy. everything to, to to make sure that no one heard me laughing and just crying. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so bad. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. um, in Zencaster, so it didn't pick it up, but it was yeah, it was, you
1: know, it was fucking behind hilarious. the scenes look, behind the scenes look, guys.
0: Sorry, Ro. <laughs> um. So a big thank you to Ro. We love you. You're absolutely awesome. And a big welcome to the to the to our new people listening, because we had a couple of people on Twitter saying that they're they've joined us from the awesomeness that is israel maintenance. So thank you. Uh, one of such people on Twitter is Papa Crunk or at T Crunk uh, he says, just started listening to you guys. Thanks to at wow, uh for having you on his show. Uh, uh, it was great. Looking forward to the next show. I sub to your lore show as well. So for people who aren't aware, we do have a lore show. Uh, that is Storytime Coast to Coast. We were supposed to have an episode last week. That didn't happen. We're looking at scheduling again because we were initially going to do it on Sundays, but that's not a great day for me anymore. Things have happened. Great days have changed. Uh, so as well, our as our well, coast goes, and story time coast to coast both will be happening story time we just need to look at another day to do it, but it's gonna happen. Don't worry <laughs> um so big thank you to Papa Crunk for getting in contact with us. Welcome to the Insanity. We appreciate you uh and we got another comment from uh one of our most dedicated tweeters uh lazy ai uh he says one imp- uh, in regards to our topic last week he says one important reason to try a different specialization is fun and exploration this is a game after all and i would completely agree with that wouldn't you
1: totally agree
0: it's we all pay our 15 dollars our 10 pounds or 15 euros whatever you pay to play this game we all do it use your money the way you want to use it it is your money after all it is your 30 day subscription
1: And I found a lot of fun out of doing the uh, discipline spec for the priest when I did try that a few times. Yeah, it is really fun, and I was glad that I tried it.
0: It It's so powerful. The thing with discipline is one of the hardest skill caps uh, in the game right now uh, as a healer. Uh, And with the massive buffs they got at the last patch, they are so powerful. It is insane. Um, But with that high skill cap, if you can't really play discipline very well, you're kind of useless. And if you can play it really well, You are God's gift to this planet. (laughs) Yep. Um, We did get a secondary tweet from Lazy AI. An idea for a topic. What do you think about Blizzard's uh, walled garden? How successful will Destiny 2 need to be for other Activision titles to migrate over to the Battle.net app, etc, etc? Some meat here for a discussion. Well, Lazy AI, thank you for that tweet because that completely inspired me to set up today's topic. So you're welcome. (laughs)
1: Yep. Um, you can pay us later, Lazy I. You
0: can pay us later. We take back rubs and Kevin takes records.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let's move on Moving to Elby's right Corner. corner. <laughs> this week on Elby's Corner, we have a special message from Mr. Elby. Um, first of all, Elby says that uh, Chris is totally wrong about Dota having a stale meta, and he, he thinks that it has a not stale meta. I find the meta
0: stale. It's a personal thing. It's completely a personal thing. I find it stale. I find the League meta stale. But bear in mind, I've played both for a very, very, very long time. So that's probably why I find them stale comparatively to Heroes, where I feel like the meta is constantly changing, or where I feel um, it's still a fresh new game. I mean, it's only been out for, what, two years, two and a half? So it's still relatively fresh. Um, So I think that's one of the main reasons I think Dota does have a stalemate. But everyone has their own opinion. You don't have to agree with me. That's why why we have opinions, so we can have these discussions.
1: There you go. Um, And LB's second comment is about um, Blizzard has improved a lot since the start of the expansion, but Legendaries, especially for doing off-specs, uh, is still a sore spot. What do you think about that, Chris?
0: Oh, LB, I never thought I'd ever say this. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Legendaries are the biggest load of crap Blizzard have ever implemented in this expansion. The original legendary system where it was an item drop and then you do a massive quest chain from a raid, that was fine. That was it was very, very um like 1% of the player base saw it, but it was fine. Then they gave us the Missy Pandaria Warlords of iteration of legendaries, where everyone got the legendary as long as you put in your own amount of personal effort. I thought that was perfect. I thought that was a perfect system for legendaries, because as long as you were willing to put in the work, you got a legendary. I loved that. The new system just feels like it's really just tacked on. Like it's just thrown in there and it doesn't really fit with... The overarching feel of the game. Um, that's how I feel. Kevin, what do you think? Yeah.
1: Well, I think like we were just talking about this in in guild chat before the uh, show, um, and it it is difficult to feel like you can perform well in a raid group if you don't have the legendaries that are good for that uh, spec. Um. You know, having been a holy priest for this entire expansion, um, when I do like when I'm raiding now in this current raid, I feel like I can do really well because I have like two of the top legendaries for my specs and I, you know, I feel like I'm doing better as a result of that. If I was going to switch over now to a different spec and play Discipline, I don't have any of the specific legendaries for that spec yet. So I would feel like I'm not performing as well as I could if I was doing my... Um you know, holy spec
0: no I completely agree with you, completely agree it's a very crappy system, I think, and I hope well, they've learned from this, and they will not do it again. Blizzard, I'm talking they, to you here,
1: yeah, they've done a lot of <laughs> things to help improve um the process the um the way that you get the bad luck protection is now based on spec. I think they added that in seven point two yep. um so that does help, but you know, if you're starting off and trying to do a new spec now, it's going to be difficult to get that same power level by getting those, you know, random occurrences of legendary drops that you would if you had started farming that spec from the beginning of the expansion.
0: I mean, Blizzard, I'm not angry about legendaries. I'm just disappointed. I'm not angry, just disappointed. Sorry, I had to say it. Okay. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to some news?
1: Let's do that. Uh,
0: so let's talk about some World of Warcraft stuff. Let's get the meat of the uh, content out of the way. We've got a quite impressive feat, I think. Um, a legendary... Legendary? Sorry, we're talking about legendaries. That's one, that's the word I'm thinking of now. Um, a vengeance... Not legendary. Vengeance Demon Hunter soloed a Vault of the Wardens 17 Mythic. Um, he didn't complete the timer, obviously. Um... But he did it on his own. (laughs) And I watched the full, it's a 30 minute video. We'll have links to it in our show notes. It was fucking impressive. I'm not going to lie. It was genuinely one of the most impressive things I've seen in a long time. Coming from someone who used to watch all those Death Knights soloing current raid content. The fact that I'm seeing other classes starting to be able to do it. Especially classes that are near and dear to me. Because I love my Demon Hunters. is so cool. I thought it was. Have you watched the
1: video yet? No, I haven't seen the video.
0: Oh my god, so good!
1: What what was the main reason why he was able to do this? Was it just skill, or was it eye level, or it a combination? Was skill,
0: eye level, and just taking his time with it. He wasn't rushing it. He wasn't okay. trying to beat the timer. He was taking his time with it. He was being very smart with pools. Um, because I had, I think, three of the worst. Um, is fixes on. I know Volcanic was one. I know Tenacity was another one. I can't remember what the third one was. Um, but it's, it's, they were one of the worst three. And it was not, I don't imagine it was fun for him to do. He, he was wanting to get Dark Heart Thicket, but his roles on those keystones just were not having it. So he never ever got his Dark Heart. Um, and he just ended up doing Vault of the Wardens, which is the one he flat out didn't want to yeah. do.
1: <laughs> but he did it well i imagine it would be hard especially when you jump down into the spider pit yeah it's that's kind of hard the not to do be a massive pull there difficult
0: that's that's the that's the room that was kind of funny to watch um but if you haven't seen the video and you do want to we will have links to it in our show notes um moving on uh we spoke about it last week uh being the longest world first race since Elakir back in cataclysm and method have done it method the European guild, Mabes, are the guild that killed Jaden first. And the best part about it is they literally killed it two years to the day of their world first kill on Archimonde. Both generals of the Burning Legion were killed by the same guild two years apart to the day. I fucking love it. It is perfect. Couldn't be more perfect. Um... The, world, the information on the world first kill, I don't think the video is actually available yet, but information on the world first kill is available on MMO Champion. We will have a full link to it. I'm just happy in a European Guild Guard again because screw y'all Americans and your inbredness and all that junk. Yeah. Europe. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Kim, do you want to talk about Dance Party?
1: Uh, today is the dance part, dance party day. Um, as Chris has mentioned on previous show, the dance studio was something that was scrapped from the game and never really got implemented, and it became a long running joke that they're going to implement a, a dance studio, and so you can switch your dance. Um, yeah. today is actually the day when you can do the dance studio at your local auction house, um, in Ogrimar or Stormheim. So, Stormwind. Storm, stormwind. You are literally an alliance player, and you're calling a stormwind. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> you're the worst. Yeah, fuck my life. Anyway, go to your auction house, do some dancing, have some fun. Uh, seven twenty-two. This is the only day that it's going to be so, active. Unfortunately. So now,
0: when we so now when we say they'll fix it in the dance studio patch, we can act. We can actually possibly mean that that if they fixed something you were complaining about in patch seven two, then they fixed it in the dance studio patch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. They fixed that it. On the ends dance that ends that. That that running memes as Wrath of the Lich King can now end. <laughs> um, let's move on to some Diablo news. Uh, a little bit, a little bit of Diablo news for you. So, Diablo Season Eleven is now live. It went live at 5 p.m. local time on Thursday for each region. Um, so, if you are just itching to get back into a seasonal character, now is the time. Uh, we got all new rewards, all new skins. We got the Necromancer being in its first live, uh, its first season. And for all you console players out there, hello, I know you're there. You can join in the fun too because it's your first ever season in Diablo. So make sure you give it a try. Seasons are a lot of fun. Um, they're interesting. They get a little grindy near the end, but if you're doing it with a group of friends, it is so much fun. So make sure you're jumping in and trying it. Um. And definitely try that new Necromancer because, oh my God, they're so much fun. Sorry, I can't stop cheesing about the Necromancer. (laughs) Uh, Kevin, do you want to talk some Hearthstone for us?
1: Hearthstone, we have an event that's starting called the Frozen Festival, uh, which is starting this week. Um, It's going to last for three weeks. Every week, you can do a free arena run, which gives you a quest reward of a Frozen Throne card pack. For people don't know where
0: the Frozen Throne is. The next expansion and adventure set. Coming to Hearthstone in August.
1: And we also have a. Uh, a Athun's Superior Brawl. I do not know anything about that. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs>
1: um, a Hoons Superior Brawl. Is
0: um, one of the brawl events. That's coming specifically for the. Uh, for the event of. Um, the Frost Festival. Um, do, 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 do. I'm trying to get the actual information up on it right
1: now. Yep. And it it looks like each player is immune to direct damage. And the only way that you can take damage yes. is to get hit by your Ragnaros dying.
0: Yes. And uh, heroes cannot be healed or keep armor as well. So it's an interesting one. It looks yeah. like it'll be a lot of fun. Looks, honestly... It looks like it's a lot more fun than the Ragnaros one because this is kind of like a spin on it so that we had the fire Festival before. Ahun's showing up and he's saying, you know what, that Ragnaros, he ain't fun. Come play with me. We'll have some frosty fun. <laughs> uh, apparently, we're also getting Jaina Proudmoore's autograph. Uh, if you watch the cinema, the trailer, he's uh, apparently going to get us all Jaina's autograph, but I don't see that happening because, you know, Ahun, he's, he's not trustworthy.
1: <laughs> all right. Heroes <laughs> of the Storm.
0: <laughs> Heroes of the dorm. No, not dorm. <laughs> Heroes of the storm. <laughs> so Garrosh Hellscream, uh, former War Chief of the, the Horde, son of Grom Hellscream, will be joining the Nexus. I'm very excited for this. Very cool. Um I w- I didn't want another Warcraft hero, but I'm kinda glad it's Garrosh. Because he as much as he is a psychopath and a bit of a racist he was a strong character that they kind of threw away and they didn't really utilize Um, there is a zone in World of Warcraft if you go to I think it's the um, Stone Talon Mountains I want to say Stone Talon Mountains and if you do that quest chain that is a small glimpse of what the original plan was for Garrosh He was supposed to be an honourable Caring war chief who dead who in the zone. So spoilers for a zone that is what six seven years old now at this time. Um The general of that zone kills young baby night elves and women night elves who are completely defenseless. And Garrosh finds out about it, and three hundred kicks the fucker off the top of a of the of one of the staging area pillars that the Horde have, uh, and essentially says to him, you have no honor. I will not tolerate lack of honor in the Horde, and kills the guy. That is the kind of Garrosh that we could have had, and I'm so sad we didn't. Just the fact that that zone exists is such a nice look at a glimpse of the Garrosh we could have had. I kind of hope that's the Garrosh we get a little bit in Heroes. That'd be nice to see. The owner-driven Garrosh, rather than the psychopath Garrosh.
1: What do you think his talents are going to be, Chris?
0: I think he's going to be an assassin. Okay. No, actually, no. I think he's going to be a a multi-class hero. I think he's going to go down the roots of Varian and be another multi-class hero because he has a warrior. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of hoping that he is a bit more bruisery. Bruisery. No, I don't even want to say bruisery because Varian can be very bruisery if built correctly. But I want to see Garrosh actually have feeling different when you're playing him um, in all three of his possible specs. So if Garrosh is a multi-class hero and he's a uh, warrior and um. Assassin, assassin. Thank you. Couldn't get the word out. Um, I want to see him feeling different for every spec because Varian. When you play him Arms and you play him Fury, he feels very the same. When you play a Protection, nine, completely different for the other two specs because it has to be. But the two DPS specs feel very similar, and that's the that's what I want for Garros to feel different in all of these playstyles. Because there's certain heroes that just feel the exact same in all their playstyles. Um. Miranda's one of the ones that suffers from this now with their changes. She doesn't really feel different at all when you're playing her. Um, and I feel Varian does also suffer from that, but I'm really hoping that they can change that with Garrosh.
1: Okay. sounds um, good. I mean, I don't know his abilities very much because I haven't seen him in World of Warcraft too much, but I'm um, hoping that he has, you know, some kind of a bloodlusty type, you know, talent or something to, you know, make him overpowered for a moment or two or something like that. That, That's kind of what I'm hoping for.
0: Cool. Uh, Moving on to Overwatch news, there is an Overwatch digital comic called Masquerade that is now available for you to uh, sink your teeth into. um, Bearing in mind that the comics and the short stories and the, uh cinematic so they're the only overwatch lore we're getting um let's just jump right into it absorb it love it it's very good it's a very good comic it's built around uh widowmaker and doomfist um so definitely have a look at that uh we will have a link to it in our show notes it's available on the uh, blizzard website and there is even a made fire motion book version which makes it so so cool it's just moving storyboards it's so pretty definitely have a look at that. Um so full links will be on uh, the show notes for that as well. Right, so there's a couple of things we're going to talk about as well. Uh we'll do the we'll do the Chronicle first. So Chronicle volume 3 uh is available for pre-order. It will be out ten- tentatively because all it's not, you know, all dates are subject to change. Uh will be out March 22nd, 2018. Pre-orders are available on the Amazon store uh, for the US. They are not currently available for uh, EU or UK, uh, but they will be coming soon. Um, Chronicle Volume 3 will, by the looks of it, focus primarily on uh, the Third War um, because the actual description of the book says that it will introduce Arthas Menethil, Illidan Stormrage, and Jaina Proudmoore and talk about their origins and their progression. And on the front cover, we have the awesome Tyrande Whisperwind. Uh So those are the those are the three those are three of the, four of the big names from the Third War. So it's very I'm very excited. This is where we were getting into like Warcraft three and the big chunky stuff. So I'm very excited for this. This is the this is the one that everyone has been waiting for.
1: So does that mean on Story Time, you and Chris are just going to you know have dramatic readings?
0: No, we're not going to have dramatic <laughs> readings. Although that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a terrible thought. Uh, no, we're not going to have dramatic You can dramatic
1: be readings.
0: Jaina. Oh, I can and be Gav Jaina. can be the Lich King. Oh, okay. So you literally want me and Chris <laughs> to reenact Arthas and Jaina bumping uglies. Because that's what they did at one point.
1: <laughs> you that realize that they
0: bumped uglies at one point.
1: I did not know that they bumped uglies. His sword went inside Lord her lead. sheath. Okay. Let's let's move quickly <laughs> past that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Moving right along. <laughs> so uh, to some sadder news. To some
0: very sad news. Oh my god, so sad news. Um Russell Brewer is leaving Blizzard Entertainment. Um it's it's a very sad day for anyone who has listened to any kind of warcraft music you may not be very familiar with his name but 100 you will be familiar with his work if you've ever played world of warcraft because he is the one that composed most of these beautiful breathtaking numbers that you hear while you're playing through the game um so he put a post on the blizzard forums saying it's with a heavy heart uh, that i post this status update but as they say all good things end um, he's been with the company for the past 12 years. Um, and without, he has been one of the pioneers and one of the creators of one of the most defining aspects of World of Warcraft in its soundtrack and its music. He says very specifically with the success of a sound decentralization initiative. Uh, his, my current position of overall sound, sound audio senior audio director and composer is no longer relevant and is being eliminated. So Mr. Brower is being made redundant. Very sad On to bigger this. and better
1: things, I'm sure.
0: On to bigger and better things. But you need to watch the space because he has a solo album coming out and the first track will be released in June. Uh, with 51 of the finest audio musicians in Los Angeles. So 100%, keep an eye out on his Twitter, follow him on all forms of social media, pay attention to everything this man is doing, because he is God's gift when it comes to music. He is absolutely amazing. So I honestly and genuinely hope that you, that Mr. Bower, you find what you're looking for um, in your future endeavors, and all the best to you, completely. And with that morbid news, <laughs> not like he's dying, but still. <laughs> um, let's yeah, jump. I'm sure he'll make some cool stuff. We are 32 minutes, almost on the dot, into our episode. So let's jump into our main chunk. Let's talk about Destiny, Blizzard launcher, integration, and you. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some some basic points here. So we're going to uh, give some factual information, and then Kevin and I are going to speculate a, a little bit on at um, some point. So the factual information that we're going to start off with is where does this all kick off? When does this all kick off? When is Blizzard Destiny coming to the Blizzard launcher? Why? When is it happening? So first off, Destiny 2 will be released on PC through the Battle.net launcher on October 24th, 2017, uh, which... For people who are buying it on the console version, is actually two months behind the console release, which launches on September sixth. Um, it's standard for for certain comp some companies to not do um you know uh, simultaneous releases for console and PC. I know. Um, oh my god, what the fuck are they called? Two um, K. They don't do. Uh, 2K, they don't do console and PC releases at the same time. There's usually a six-month gap between their console release of their game and then the PC release of their game. So this is standard and for some companies. Um, So we expect that to be a thing. Uh, Who are the main parties involved? Kevin, why don't you let us know who is going to be involved with Destiny
1: 2? Okay, so the game itself is developed by Bungie, and it is produced by Activision um and the PC online platform is going to be the blizzard uh launcher
0: yeah so we've got three parties involved here uh two parties that are uh subsidiary companies for the overarching Activision Blizzard uh with Activision and Blizzard and then an independent company um of Bungie so next point why is this happening why? Why? Why, did, why is? Why is Bungie doing this? Why can't they make their own thing? So, Bungie doesn't have a PC online system as comprehensive, stable, or why just as powerful as the BattleNet system. Uh, you do need to remember that. Yes, although they are very much and pioneers of online gaming with the Halo franchise for consoles, they don't use their own systems for that. They primarily use um, Xbox Live. uh, because Halo is an Xbox exclusive game, everything runs through Xbox Live. So they don't have their own comprehensive system like Blizzard does. Um, With Activision Blizzard being parent uh, sister companies under the overarching umbrella of Activision Blizzard, plus the partnership deal that Bungie has with Activision Blizzard, which Kevin actually found out earlier and clarified for me, is a 10-year deal that started in 2010. So they're seven years into this 10-year deal. Um, Bringing Destiny 2, it wasn't to PC through Battle.net, it was a no-brainer. They don't have to spend millions of dollars making a new system. They can utilize an already strong and stable partnership. Oh my god, I sound like Theresa May. Uh, They can utilize a very strong partnership that they have um, with Activision Blizzard, Uh, to significantly streamline the process. But not only that, but open the floodgates to an already massive player base of people who play Blizzard games. You've got World of Warcraft players, Diablo players, StarCraft, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and the behemoth that is Overwatch. You've got all those players that now have access to Destiny 2. It's a bit of a (laughs) no-brainer. Yep. Um, so, will this happen with other games? Now, this is not our speculation, but this is what Blizzard has stated. We'll move on to speculation in a minute, but this is what Blizzard has stated. Kevin?
1: So, Blizzard has clearly stated that they do not have any other current plans to add any games to the Blizzard launcher, um, and this doesn't mean that that's a flat-out no, but that just that they don't have any future plans to do so. Yeah, so...
0: From other situations where they've said, no, it's never going to happen. Action change, race change, transmog. So <laughs> these are all things that have said, not going to happen. Oh, wait, they're here. They're a thing. So, you know, never say never, but currently they have no plans. Now we move on to speculation. <laughs> this is the part I like, the tinfoil high part. Um, <laughs> so, Kevin, let me ask you a question. Okay. Based on based on just knowledge of Destiny, Blizzard, and just PC games in general, something like this. A collaboration between three independent companies. Cause let's remember, Blizzard and Activision, although they're under the umbrella of Activision Blizzard, are still two completely independent companies. Um, right. the, the 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 collaboration and partnership between these three independent companies is not something we've seen before, really. In regards to these guys are publishing, these guys are producing, these guys are hosting their own the online service. In regards to just everything, what do you think? Do you think this is a good thing? Do you think this is a maybe a start of something we're going to see, maybe EA jumping on to this or what do you think?
1: Um I think that they're trying to basically ha- like take the fan base of Overwatch and move them to another game that they could also play to stay in their ecosystem. I think that it's more about reusing the players and you know starting off with a large set of players to pick from and then push another like title to them to see if they'll play that as well.
0: And let's be honest, that worked with Overwatch. When Overwatch was first announced, uh, and especially when pre-orders came out, everyone flocked. The Blizzard site crashed when Overwatch pre-orders became available.
1: Yeah, because you had all those people who were playing, you know, World of Warcraft or StarCraft or, you know, maybe Heroes at the time that were just, you know, already in the launcher, and it was just... One thing that they had to collect to buy a new game and have it be right there for them, so it was it was a no brainer for us,
0: yeah, completely. I mean, I know i jumped i jumped off like I got into the overwatch beta um it was like in one of the first waves, and i playing through that it was like yep no brainer, I am buying this because it's like it's a new game, it's here, it's on the launcher, it's simple, just click done, boom, play. Having that simplicity, just having everything there definitely encourages people to kind of just, oh, okay, maybe I will give this a try. Click, click, buy, download, play, boom. It's very, having that simplicity just makes the whole plot process so streamlined. Bungee jumping into this is going to do nothing but up their sales, surely.
1: You said bungee jumping.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, I did. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> Uh, But no, Bungie taking that leap of faith uh, in regards... (laughs) I'm not saying it again. Fuck you. Taking that leap of faith in regards to jumping in with Activision Blizzard and the Blizzard launcher, it's going to do nothing but up their sales. Having that streamlined process to purchase the game and just jump straight in is going to... And the fact that they're touching a completely untapped audience for Bungie, it's going to do nothing but help, surely.
1: Yeah, but why don't you think when they had the partnership with Activision Blizzard that they chose to go the way that other Activision games have gone and picked uh, Steam as their platform for online games? That is a good question.
0: I genuinely have no idea because um, I know Activision is, with Call of Duty, they go through Steam. All of their stuff just rush, goes through Steam. It comes. I think it comes down to maybe Blizzard gave them a better deal, you think?
1: It may have been a better financial deal or it may be, you know, maybe the way of the overall, you know, Blizzard, Activision, maybe the players are migrating towards the Blizzard games and that's becoming more popular than the Activision games. And maybe they want to, you know, push it to what's being more popular and what potentially has a bigger player base um, to draw from. Because you need to
0: bear in mind that when... When this, when uh, Destiny two joins Battle.net and joins that family of games, the Battle.net friends list will connect all those games. So, if you were in World of Warcraft and I say I'm in Destiny playing on a uh, play playing on a U.S. server, you'll be able to speak. You and I will be able to speak to each other, uh, just through okay. chat. Um, if you're on Destiny and I'm playing Hearthstone, we can talk to each other because they're all going to be integrated into that Battle.net and Battle Tag system. Um, it's it's such an interesting thing you see. I mean, I, I, we've spoke about it. We spoke about this a little bit, but I don't think we've actually went a bit in depth about it. So here's a, here's a question for you: How successful is Destiny Two on PC specifically on PC? have to be to justify blizzard adding more non-blizzard titles to the battle.net launcher or the blizzard launcher or the activision blizzard launcher whatever they're planning on utilizing this for how successful does destiny have to be to justify that
1: i honestly think that they're going to be using you know overwatch as kind of the the measuring stick i would agree with that, and you know Basically, now that they've gotten to a point where they release one game and over the course of a year it's made a billion dollars, that has got to be the bar you know and if this can do half as well as overwatch, I think within the first year in terms of you know monthly active users, which seems to be how they're you know kind of judging all these games against each other, then I think it it will stick around and they'll do it again if it's flops and it's like a quarter or less as popular as Overwatch. I think they'll probably get rid of it and choose not to, to do it again. Okay,
0: because here's the thing. You, you do need to remember that, yes, Overwatch is also on console, so they do have the same kind of, right, okay, so this is how many Overwatch consoles uh, versions we sold. This is how many PC versions we sold. There's a two-month gap between the launch of the console versions and the PC versions for Destiny. That didn't happen with Overwatch. They all launched simultaneously. Which, let's be honest, is kind of impressive. The only other game that I know that's ever done that is Final Fantasy 7, not not 7, Final Fantasy 11 and Final Fantasy 14. They're the only other games that I can think of off the top of my head that have done simultaneous launches on PlayStation and PC. So... How do you think the two month gap is going to affect numbers? Because if I'm someone who's been playing Destiny 1 on console and I want to play it on PC, but I don't want to wait those extra two two months, I'm going to just buy it on my PS4. Do you think that it's going to drastically affect the numbers with this two month gap?
1: I don't know if it's going to drastically affect the numbers. I think that there is a system where you could get to play earlier if you pre-order it. Isn't that right? Like you can play like a month earlier on PC. As
0: far as I know, you get beta access when you purchase on PC. Um, I think there is an early access. I'd need to actually check the shop, uh, which I am doing right now. So if you want to keep, let let me go
1: into while yeah while I'm talking about that because first of all from a business standpoint I think it makes sense to have a separate launch because you're not necessarily competing against yourself and you can track the numbers easier if you're looking at console versus PC. So once they have a number on how many players have logged in and played the the um, console version, they'll see you know two months later compare that to the PC number so that they can. You know, do an apples to apples comparison in terms of how many people have played or does it look like we have similar user IDs who are switching over or do we have a separate set of players on, in the PC world and in the console world? So um, there is no early access and it does launch on the ninth. It does launch on the
0: 24th. So you will there will be a two month gap.
1: OK, yeah, I mean, it, ma- it makes sense for comparison purposes so they can see how both of them do independently.
0: So here's my opinion on the how successful does Destiny have to be? So at launch, first off, I expect significantly high numbers at launch, just like for all hyped up games. Um, because if Destiny is any, if the original Destiny is any indication, just from the PlayStation and Xbox numbers, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be very successful. It's just going to be a fantastic game overall uh destiny on pc has been one of those things that has been requested since the launch of the original destiny and with it coming through battle with destiny 2 coming through battle.net which let's be honest is one of the most successful in-house launchers i mean we've got origin i think that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head nope we've got origin we've got arc um, what's the what's tryon's launcher? I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> we'll just call it the Tryon Launcher for now. But they all have their own problems, even the Blizzard Launcher has its own problems. But the Blizzard Launcher has always just been that, the Blizzard Launcher. I think having access to this massive player base is just gonna put its numbers through the roof, at, at least at launch. Um However, when it comes to Active Monthly users, it all comes down to the product that Bungie themselves produce. If Bungie produces a product that is solid... Developed. Solidly developed, it's got good story, it's got good voice acting, it's got solid gameplay, and the most important thing has content that they they give us a steady stream of throughout its life cycle... Destiny 2 could be one of the best MMO shooters on the market. It completely has the potential to do that. But Destiny 1, the original Destiny, makes me worry because that was one of the biggest issues with Destiny was that there wasn't enough steady flowing content to keep the players interested. As long as they can give us that steady flow, which I just realized what I said and I regret it, as long as they can give us that solid, continual content. I am the worst today. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Destiny 2 could be absolutely fantastic.
1: Would you agree? I definitely agree with you. And Chris, there's a pill for that. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The, the, the one thing that I wanted to mention was that you know you said something that interested me, which was MMO Shooter. What does Blizzard have that are, you know, top of the class in their genres? MMO, MMOs. World of Warcraft, Shooter, Overwatch. You put those two uh, things together. This is, you know, one of, uh, <laughs> one, one of the perfect things for them to launch on. You know, you have the two, two of the largest markets for both of those different genres built into the Blizzard fan base. That's actually
0: a very good point. You've got the largest subscription-based MMO on the market. You've got the currently the largest team-based shooter on the market, both on the same launcher, now having access to an, a massively multiplayer online team-based shooter. <laughs> yeah. That is, like, perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's the reason they went with Blizzard and not Steam. <laughs> that is the reason. There you go.
1: We just figured it out, folks.
0: We figured it out live while we're talking to you. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yeah, but no, it it does make a lot of sense. I mean, hopefully some of those players will decide to, you know, choose and play Destiny 2 and hopefully it becomes popular. But I agree with you that it it needs to have regular content. I mean, we're finding that out in World of Warcraft. I'm finding that out as I play through World of Warcraft, Um, you know, just having regular patches with new content.
0: You didn't have to go through the year of Ice Crown Citadel. You didn't have to go through the 14 months of Dragon Soul. You didn't have to go through the 13 months of Siege of Argomar. You didn't have to go through the 13 months of um, Hellfire Citadel. So you haven't experienced it yet. And I'm praying Mm. you don't in Legion. I'm praying you don't. Because that's one of the things we were talking about with Roe we're praying for a a, Blizz, a BlizzCon WoW expansion announcement, but we're also kind of praying for enough content to, to tide us over until its launch.
1: Yeah. And even if it's a smaller content patch than a giant expansion release, I mean, I'm okay with doing a raid every few months and having raids come out regularly. I think that's a really... You know, one of the great things about the content release cycle of um, Legion so far is that we yeah. are getting that regular content.
0: Like, um, and I think I think uh, I think Matt Rossi said something very similar to this on um, Blizzard Watch this week. Um, Mesa Pandaria almost was the pinnacle of perfect content releases until Siege of Orgrimmar. If they had just held back every single patch by a month. It would have been perfect because every time a new patch came out in Mists of Pandari, we were always like, "But I'm still doing content. I'm not even finished. Let me finish first. We haven't had that during Legion yet. We've every time a patch has came out, we've always been a it was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm about I'm about ready for a new patch." Oh, there's a new patch. Awesome. We've never had the. We've never had it on the side of. I need content now, but we've also never had it on. This is way too early. It's just—it's been about just right. If Bungie can match that with Destiny Two, then they've got a gold mine on their hands. Honestly, they do. Yep. Yep. Do any any final thoughts that you want to make in regards to this topic?
1: Yeah, I did want to bring up the whole walled garden concept because you know I see that this could potentially start you know, having some divisions between different gaming services for PC gaming that, you know, could be detrimental. I think, you know, like... Like we had mentioned earlier, you know, they chose to go with Blizzard instead of going with Steam. You know, Steam could have been one of the ways that they went where a lot of different games are in that Steam platform and you can download them and play them through that application. But now you now you're going to have to go to a different launcher, which is the you know, Battle.net launcher, to get into Destiny 2 and other Blizzard games. Just as like just like you would have to go into uh the Origins launcher to play EA games like Battlefront. So you know i i don't necessarily like the fact that we're now having these large established platforms and you have to kind of jump from one to another to go to different games so it it is kind of causing some you know separation between these different gaming platforms which i i don't think is good for the player like i i don't want to have three launchers myself when i'm you know playing games I do have three launchers
0: because I have Origin, I have Steam, and I have Battle... Oh, actually, I have five launchers. I have Origin, Steam, Battle.net, Arc for Star Trek Online, and I have the Tryon launcher for (laughs) Reft.
1: Yeah, it's it's too much.
0: It doesn't bother me, though, because if I ever just want to play a game, I just play that game it doesn't really bother me um the launcher just automatically opens up and then just minimizes to my taskbar and then the game just opens i never even really look at the launchers the only the only one that i have up all the time is steam and Battle.net. the other ones are always minimized i just double click on the icon on my desktop if i want to play that game and it opens i don't even look at the launchers
1: i get that i mean it It was a good idea, I think, to have everything kind of like to have an app store basically in Steam where you can get whatever game you want. But, you know, now that we're having games that are exclusively on different launchers, it kind of lessens the impact of having one of those aggregating services provide you access to all those games. So it's just I don't know. It's it's a little it's a little weird to me. And I don't I don't really like the direction that we're going, although that I understand it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I guess I'll have more launchers on my PC. Join us,
0: one of us. Five launchers. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to don't do that. We're actually on time, Kevin, by the way. Um, Do you have any don't do that?
1: I do have some don't do that, Chris. Um, My don't do that this week is coming from raiding like it does many weeks. Um, And number one, when you don't have a lot of healers or your main healer is moving and isn't able to actually raid with you. Um, I noticed that, you know, we are definitely getting some healing numbers out there, but, um, it helps when people don't stand in the bad. I find that I don't have to heal as much. So, um, you know, that's one of my don't do that. Don't stand in the bad, which is obvious. And the second one is if you need healing and you are not in range of healers, um, some of it is the healer's fault and some of it is your fault. So be in range of your healers when you need some healing And I'm sure we'll heal you. So Mm. that's that's what I wanted to mention this week. So as someone
0: who's played a healer since Wrath of the Lich King, I can actually say something about this. Okay. If you're standing in the bad and you're a DPS, I will flat out not heal you and let your ass die. I will flat out (laughs) not heal your ass. You stand in the bad. That's your shit. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. If I'm healing someone and I'm spamming because of a fuck ton of damage and you're 60 yards from me, get your ass in range or you will die. Because I ain't moving to heal one person. If I can heal everybody else, no problem. That's on you. Move your ass. Okay? Comprende?
1: I I love the imaginary conversations that are provoked by the don't do that. (laughs) I'm sorry. As a healer, I have been, I have put up with a lot
0: of shit. I've been a healer for almost eight years. I put up with a lot of shit. I do not take fucking prisoners if you are the one fucking up. If I am spam healing the raid and I cannot move or the raid will die, you better get your ass to me or you ain't getting healed. Plain and simple. If I see your ass standing in the bad, and you've got plenty of health to get out of it, and then I can heal you, then do that. If you just stand there and get your ass kicked, that's on you, bitch. Okay. Now, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any, uh, don't do that. It's because I've had a relatively salt-free week. I've been very chipper this week. It's, no, I do have a don't do that. If you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, don't rush into a room without checking it. You'll get spears in your chest and die. Don't do that. <laughs> I there experienced go, that Bruce. firsthand. Don't fucking do that. It's not good. <laughs> it
1: ain't right. How to kill your D&D character 101. How to kill your D&D character in your first session. Don't check a door. <laughs> Just run it. <in. laughs> uh,
0: that was fun. That was a lot of fun this episode. So. Yep. That has been our folks. That, that has been our folks, ladies and gentlemen. That's not how you English. That has been go. our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you would like to talk to us during the weeks, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at CTC. The lovely Kevin, my lovely assistant, is at SwingCats uh, with a K. I am at Akari underscore Mag and Gav is at Gavril underscore ET, Gavril with two I's. You can email the show at azerothctc at gmail.com or you can check out our website at gmail.com. Nope, Jesus. You can check out our website at www.azerothctc.com. On our website, you can get our links to Storytime where you can follow that feed that is a work in progress. We're working on it. It'll get there. You can also uh, follow us on our Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you want to listen to us. You can find us there. If you are using SoundCloud Stitcher or iTunes, maybe send us a review. Tell us we're shit, tell us we're fun. We don't care, just talk to us. We love you. Talk to us. We love you. <laughs> and with that, say goodnight boys. Good
1: night.